of Academy Outcast coming to you pre-recorded from the heart of sunny Phoenix, Arizona. I am your co-host, Morgan Spatola. I am your co-host, Thomas Jernigan. Ooh, this is episode 13, isn't Woo-hoo. it, Morgan? Yes. Now, Thomas, Thomas is it? Well, some people call me that. Other people call me Tommy D or TJ or a variation of it, but I swear to God, if you call me Tom, I will slap you in the face. So, Tom, I have a question for you. It's a question that is on everybody's minds, mm. and everyone wants to hear your answer to this question. Who was your big pick to take home the globe? The globe, yep. as we're calling it now. The globe. Just the one, yeah, the one globe that all the, the actors come in their best battle gear down uh-huh. the, the red carpet that's been stained red with the blood of all those that fought before them. Yes. And then they battle to take home the globe. Well, you know what? I was excited that three billboards won. Oh, yeah. Because my boy Martin McDonough, who, uh-huh. when I was a theater kid... Back in high school, when I was like 14, 15 years old, it was the first monologue I ever memorized, which Uh was from Martin McDonough's uh, The Lieutenant of Ironishmore, I believe it was. Cool. Um, So, he's done in Bruges. Wait, what did he, what did Three Billboards win? Best Picture. Oh, Best Picture. Yeah, Best Picture, yeah. So, that's pretty awesome. Good. My girl, Frances McDormand, which was in the movie, won Best Actress. Okay. What was your favorite speech from the Golden Globes? My favorite speech? My favorite acceptance speech. I like Tommy Wiseau's lack of a speech. Wait, (laughs) did he win something? So, James Franco won for um, The Rue, or The Disaster Artist. Yeah. And then... Uh, he brought Tommy Wiseau up. Oh, he he's did. like, he's like, come on, come on. He's like, I can't, like, I can't, you know, go without thanking him. And you know, he goes up and he's about to like make a speech, and James Franco just denies him <gasps> and just like pushes him away. He's like, ah, uh... and probably for the best too, because he would have just he would have hijacked it and just gone on this just incoherent ramble. Oh my god, as he does. that is hilarious because uh, that's like his like the story of his fucking life. Yeah, right. Oh my and he, god. And he, and you almost kind of feel bad for him. Uh, he's, yeah, I he's do. Kind of an old man now, even though Aww. he tries to present. So he's like he's trying to go up and like make a speech, and James Franco's like, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my know. god. Uh, anyway, that's hilarious. But yeah, no, the Globes I think were a success. <laughs> cool. You didn't watch it. You're not a no. big award ceremony. I like to watch the Tonys. Ooh, what should we do for the Oscars this year? Oh, we'll have to do something special for the Oscars. Uh, So this is the show that is a cinematic education from one friend to another. I don't know anything about movies, and Thomas does, and he is going to give me a list. Do you want to hit me with that list? I will hit you with this list. All right, first movie on our list, which is good because we were talking about It, and Stephen King is like the American Shakespeare of Hmm. the modern time. Okay. Which is... Shawshank Redemption. Oh, Shawshank Redemption. I have seen that movie. Oh, wow. Crazy. I've seen it a few times. Yeah. Okay. That's all I have to say. Well, what is it about? It's about um, the inmates on death row, right? That's the one? Is that the one, or is, the, is it the one where the guy climbs out? Are you talking about Green the, Mile? Oh, I get the two mixed up. So I Which get Shawshank Redemption, and I've seen them both, but I okay. get them mixed up. Because Shawshank <laughs> Redemption, Mile been a Green list. Mile is the one where they're on death row. Shawshank yeah. Redemption is the one where it's Tom Hanks? Is that who it is? No, Who's Green the actor? Miles, Green Mile is Tom Hanks. God damn it. Anyway, the actor digs his way out of the fucking... Yes, yes. <laughs> Tim Robbins. Yeah, yeah okay. Tim Robbins digs his way out of the... the sewer. The, yeah, whatever. The, he escapes the prison. Yeah. And he has a poster of Rita Hayes. Yeah. And he, you know... Uh, 
digs his way out. Yeah, that that's, yeah, that's it. I don't fucking know. I don't know. And then he ends up in Acapulco or something yeah. crazy. And Morgan Freeman. And, and yeah, and he also like found a way to like siphon off all this money from the warden and shit like that. And yeah, that's yeah. right. Okay. I always get that one mixed up with Green Mile. It's really How can weird. you be so acute? Um, anyway, yeah, yeah, another another time of me quoting movies. Anyway, okay, so you saw it, <laughs> yeah, but I'm apparently sure. the only scene that you remember is that. Well, that was like the big payoff scene. It he's like climbing payoff. through the sewers, and he gets yeah. out, and it's raining, and he's yeah. like, ah! yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so yes. there is. I get it. I there you go. I get it. I, I got it. All right, cool. All right, so you see that one? Wow, that's, 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 a, that's a big win. Okay, so. Um, a movie that I saw when it first came out, mm-hmm. um, huge expectations for this movie. And I feel like given the prior films that this director did, it didn't live up to those prior films hmm. and it was a little silly and people kind of sort of liked it. Mm-hmm. And when I saw it, given how much of a fan I was of this director's prior films, I didn't like it. I watched it again. Uh-huh. And I really liked it. Okay, And, what and is it, it wasn't nearly as bad as what I remember it being, which is Peter Jackson's King Kong. Oh, okay. King Kong. No, I mean, I've heard of it, obviously, yeah. but I have not uh, ever seen that one. No. So, so uh, like, what I was ambiguously... Ambiguously? There you go. I do English good. Um... <laughs> Uh, the the Lord of the Rings films, obviously those were masterpieces, and mm-hmm. those were those are one of my fav- favorite films, mm-hmm. um, hands down. But you know, this was his next big film after that. This came out mm-hmm. in like two thousand five, two thousand six. Uh, Return of the King, two thousand three, um, and uh, you know, it, it, for whatever reason, it just didn't. Uh, you know, it, it wasn't on par with the Lord of the Rings. And because how could it be? Yeah. Um, it was just an unfair expectation. But yeah, for so, sure. So another King Kong came out recently. It was like Skull Island. Okay, that's like what that. I was going to ask is like, was this King Kong the one where they went to the island? Or they did. So there's another movie. And there's okay. another movie. And I saw that one and I didn't like it. And it was supposed to be like uh, like better than, than Peter Jackson's, everything like uh-huh. that. And Ed Brie Larson, Samuel Jackson, John C. Riley, I think. And a lot of like big names. But it was, you liked... It was well done. You liked the other one better. But I liked the other one better. And Naomi Watts killed it as... I mean, because that's a hard role to do. The, the damsel in distress mm. who's got to do this scream. Naomi yeah. Watts is great with screaming. In The Ring, she did great screams. Anyway... That's weird that I would compliment her on. <laughs> She's a great screamer. That's wow. That's weird. I really regret saying that now. Anyway, All right, moving on. Moving on. Okay. All right. So a movie that is it's weird how much I like this movie, um, and this is because our last movie was Birdman, um, and this uh, Michael Keaton's my boy, and I think mm. I just like him, and I think. This is the reason why I like this movie, but I, I watch it on Netflix all the time, uh-huh. and it's one of those movies that you don't really think that you'd like it, but it's so interesting because it's so, like, historically accurate, and, like, you just never put these pieces together, and it's so bizarre, the development of everything. Interesting. Um, but it's uh, The Founder. Oh, The Founder. What okay. Do you know about it? Well, I've heard of this one. Heard of it. Okay. Because I know that you like this movie. I do. You watch it a lot, and it's about the guy that founded mcdonald's yes right yes and like sort how that of. happened see that's 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 the cool okay. part about it is that you know the founder is almost kind of like a ironic title for it you know because you know it's it's about 
this guy, Ray Kroc, uh -huh. and, uh, you know, he meets, like, the McDonald's brothers, and I uh -huh. won't go too much into the summary, but, uh, but yeah, it's just, it's just bizarre how, from the beginning, it starts off so small, and he takes this idea and uh -huh. this concept, uh -huh. and he just spins it and manipulates it and turns it into this just, because McDonald's is McDonald's. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's like Disney. It's one of the yeah. most, like, well-recognizable brands. It's iconic, yeah. You know, and I yeah. think even at, like, one statistic, it was like, it, like, fed, like, like, 1% of the world, like, every day or something like oh my that. my God. It's in so many countries around the world. Everybody knows it. Anyway, so it's just fascinating how, you know, he, he's, like, this milkshake salesman, and he meets these, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a great, like, and I love these movies, too, that they're, they're based on true stories, you know, and it's just, it, it, it's, it's how people come up. Next movie. <laughs> Ooh, I like this one. This is an odd one. Marie Antoinette. Oh, is that yes. the one with... Kirsten Dunst? Yes. Oh my god, I got it right. Yeah, you got it right. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's it. That's all I know. I've That's never seen know. it. I've never seen it. You it's would about really like Kirsten Dunst. Okay. You would really like this I movie. I bet the costumes are great. Oh my god. I'm, I I would be surprised if it didn't get nominated Fucking for Fucking Rococo France over exactly. there. Yeah, holy I mean, shit. Oh, it, no, it's 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 down to the last detail. Ugh. It's it's like just so perfect. I mean, the Versailles, I'm pretty sure they shot on location, too. I think so, I remember hearing about that, actually. Yeah, okay. so it's, it's Sophia Coppola, uh -huh. which obviously the daughter of Francis Ford Coppola, she can kind of get whatever she wants. But it's a very odd take. On um, you know the 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 1804 you know revolution French Revolution and everything like that um, and just kind of the the lifestyle of it you know it's very kind of it has a modern spin to it so you know like Kristen Dunst and even Jason Schwartzman so like they have American accents oh. and you know they they have a mixture of like French casting English casting American casting. And, you know, there's, like, there's, like, modern, like, music, like, you know, I Want Candy, that song's a big song that they play. You know, it's, 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 it's a very odd twist on the movie. But anyway, I think you'd like Marie Antoinette. Anyway, cool. last movie on the thing, a little depressing, I don't know if you like this one, uh -oh. but I saw it and I really liked it, but, um, it was The Place Beyond the Pines. Um, oh god, I've heard of it. Is that one of the ones with one of the Ryans in it? It is, okay. yes. <laughs> because, like, they came out with those movies, those Ryan boys. Those Ryan, Ryan boys. Reynolds and Ryan Gosling. They came out with these movies, like, I feel like in a quick, at least what seemed to me like a quick succession, where they're, like, playing these, like, bad boys or whatever, yeah. and Place Beyond the Pines was one of them. Yeah. Okay, but that's it. That's all I fucking know. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know. He's, so, like, a bad boy. Yes, he is. He's a carny. Um, oh, fun. And, uh, <laughs> and he rides a motorcycle. I love carnies. And uh, anyway, so yeah, it's it, it's one of those. It's actually kind of cool how it's how it's done. Is because it, the movie takes place like in two chapters, and it spans like within like ten years. And it's, it's kind of one of those movies that you know explores you know the the you know consequences to one's actions uh -huh. even like 10 years prior okay interesting anyway that is my five for you that wow. is the list that's so let's, the list let's recap yes. real quick yes please yes please. so we got uh stephen king shang uh -huh. wow let me do that again the shawshank redemption <laughs> which you've seen so yes. let's put a check mark through that yep uh peter jackson's king kong you have uh, michael keaton the founder Marie Antoinette and the Place Beyond the Pines. Oh, this is hard because I feel like Marie Antoinette, the founder, and King Kong are, are like my top three off this. Honestly, Place Beyond the Pines, like, okay, great. Yeah, I don't, I don't like any like dramas yeah, or whatever, you know? I was hesitant to put that on Yeah, this. but um, well, you already seen 
Shawshank. And I've seen Shawshank, yeah. It's just like, oh, those are so... Like, all three of those sound so interesting to I me. I have a guess on what you'd pick. Hmm. But maybe you won't go to the obvious. I don't know. You know what? I think... I think I want to do The Founder. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Because, well, because, like, I... I don't know. I'm That's just interested, different. I guess, because I like... I like food stuff, which is... Uh, this <laughs> is, like... It's, like, weird. Like, I really... Like, back when I worked in restaurants, like, I adored restaurant operations. Yeah. Which is a strange sentence to say. I am a restaurant operations nerd. I love <laughs> it. So, I think if they explore that in the movie, which oh, I hope yeah. they do, um, that sounds like it would be really interesting to watch. I could have sworn you were going to pick Marie Antoinette. Um, you should say that at one point because, yeah, that, that, the Maybe fashion. I'll watch that yeah. on my own time because it sounds go. interesting. Yeah, but, ooh, the founder. Ooh. I, I, I totally didn't think you were going to pick that, but... All right, All let's right. go watch let's the Let's do it. Let's go watch. I know what you're thinking. How the heck does a 52-year-old, over-the-hill, milkshake machine salesman build a fast food empire with 1,600 restaurants and an annual revenue of $700 million? One word. Persistence. Queen's Castle sales. Hi, Jim. How's it going down there? Good. Swell. A lot of interest. We got an order. Six mixers. To anyone in particular? McDonald's. Care for a little tour? We wanted something different, and that's when my brother here comes up with one of his brilliant ideas. Order's ready in 30 seconds, not 30 minutes. Unique, original. There's nothing like this. It's revolutionary. It's exactly what it is. It's revolutionary. What is that? The Golden Arches. It's a way to make the place stand out. Huh. There should be McDonald's everywhere. Franchise the damn thing. Mr. Crow. Franchise. 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 McDonald's can be the new American church. And it ain't just open on Sundays, boys. I am flesh and I am bone. Rise up, ting, ting, like glitter and gold. How can we be almost out of capital? Did you mortgage our home? We could lose everything. I want to renegotiate my lousy deal. I can't. Can't or won't? Ray. What? No. Oh, damn it. What you ought to be doing is owning the land upon which that burger is cooked. You're not in the burger business. You're in the real estate business. Franchise Realty Corporation. It's its own separate company, which puts it outside your purview. There's a wolf in the hen house. We let him in. When's enough gonna be enough for you? Probably never. You are to stop this instant. I am through taking orders from you. You have a contract. Contracts are like hearts. They're made to be broken. Business is war. It's dog eat dog, rat eat rat. I want to take the future. I want to win. The brothers are your business partners. Make it go away. I don't care what it takes. That glorious name, McDonald's. I had to have it. You don't have it. You sure about that? Back. We are back. Whoa. We got a double dose of Michael Keaton. I know. Today. It's like Mike, I would say it's Michael Keaton month, but we released our last episode. Wait, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is Michael Keaton month. It is Michael Keaton month. That, that was in January. Oh, how fun. Ooh, Michael Keaton month. I'm all right with that. Oh, that's cool. I like my boy Michael Keaton. So the founder. Okay, so we watched the founder. But he played a naughty person in this movie. Oh, yeah. Ray Crocker's a croc. Yeah, so, okay, so let's do a little... Uh, recap. A synopsis. Yeah, recap. Okay, so um, Ray Kroc is a salesman selling shake mixing machines. Um, was it the Miracle Mixer or the... Yeah, something the, like something. that. It had five spindles instead of one spindle. So, chicken and the egg. So a spindle is what you put... It spins around and you put it in the milkshake to mix the milkshake. Yeah. So I thought it was funny because when it... For, like, to people probably not in the industry, the very first shot is him giving his pitch. And he's like, now you might wonder. Or I know what you're thinking. Why do I need five spindles? And then in my head, I'm like, oh, milkshakes. Okay. And then I'm pretty sure everyone else is like, the fuck is he talking about? Spindle. So I just thought that was funny because that's that was me going, oh, okay, cool. He's selling milkshake machines. Sweet. Anyway. (laughs) So. Yeah. uh, So that was funny. But anyway, so he... It starts with him. He's selling this milkshake mixer um and you know not doing very successful he's a traveling salesman type of guy he has to lug this damn mixer all around and then he's eating at a drive-in and they make a point to show like the terrible service of the drive-in there's just people lounging around there's trash everywhere Um, yeah the food's not good he got the wrong order like and it took like 30 minutes it's just like awful and then um and then he gets a call um, from a one Dick McDonald, who um, is played by Ray Offerman, my fave. Um, Ron Swanson. Yep. And then, um, so he gets um, a call from Dick McDonald and says, uh, hey, um, you know, we're you're selling milkshake machines. We need eight. And he yeah. goes, what? Are you sure? And he goes, well, actually, you better make that 12. Yeah. Um, and so, which... If you think about it, the milkshake machine has five spindles on it. They ordered 12. They're making 60 like milkshakes 60 at milkshakes. a time. Yeah, Jeez. it's crazy. So he's so 60 milkshakes at a time is like insane to this Ray Kroc. And he's like, what is happening? Like, what is going on? So he has to drive out there himself to see this restaurant. The San Bernardino. Out to San Bernardino, California. And he sees... He uses Route 66. Yeah, which is weird. But yeah. um, so he sees the first McDonald's. Yeah. Uh, owned by the McDonald's brothers, Mac and Dick, and Mac McDonald. Um, <laughs> anyway, and um, and he's just amazed because it's not a drive-in; it's a walk-up window. The service is really fast. There's no plates and forks, which apparently was a thing in drive-ins. Yeah, like, which is like, whoa, that's so strange to me. Like, even if he's but, like, I ordered the barbecue beef. Like, ew, that sounds so terrible. Yeah, like, go to a drive-through and order barbecue. Yeah, beef. I know, like, right? Um, yeah, so then. Um, they give it to him wrapped in paper, which is like weird and like everyone. It was like a new concept. For yeah, he's like, like the, yeah. He's like, he's like, is this it? He's like, I just ordered, and you, now you're just giving me. Yeah, food. it was like thirty seconds because he said, like, "Oh, you get your food in thirty seconds or less." Yeah, or he's something. like, "Where do I eat it?" He's like, "Where's the plates? Where the where's the Yeah, forks? yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Eat it in the park, on yeah, the bench, wherever in your you car, want, wherever you want, sir." Yeah. Which is so good, and he looks around, and all these people are loving the food. The food is great. Yeah, and almost and like a, in a weird, like erotic, like type. Romantic yeah, I type love way. that. There I was love like that. making out with the hamburgers. Yeah, so yeah, and I loved that because like 
Yeah, they were, like, making these spaces while they were eating the hamburgers. And it was funny because the first shot, it showed, like, this woman, like, taking this, like, sensual bite out of a hamburger. And I go, oh, no, is that the love interest? And then, Thomas, <laughs> you said, um, like, oh, no, he's going to have a love affair with that hamburger, though, or something, which is, like, so true. Like, it, it really yeah. portrayed this, like, weird turning moment where he's like, wow, like, these burgers, everyone loves them. Holy yeah. cow. So I thought that was really funny how they shot that. And then... Um, and then, so what, so then basically he so wants to So then Mac get, uh, is like, hey, uh, Mac. And oh, and the yeah. other thing, sorry, the yes. other thing is, yeah, he meets Mac, and Mac is out sweeping up the fucking lot, yeah. keeping it clean. Yeah. Oh my God, that's the amazing. Yeah, yeah, the owner was out there keeping it clean. Yeah, yes. so he meets Mac, and then, I'm sorry, I cut you off, you can. No, yeah, that's where I was going. Oh, okay, so, is, yeah. Yeah, and he, yeah, and so then he, then, then Ray's like, you gotta show me how you're doing this, and they, you know, they take him through, they show him everything, and then he comes back, he wants to get involved, and he says, franchise, franchise, and he wants to franchise, franchise it, and they didn't want to, because they tried that, the quality control was terrible, and they didn't like it, which is, that's a problem with franchises, that's why if you go into the restaurant industry, um, you know, a lot of times you'll find that it's easier to work for corporately owned places, like um, Starbucks doesn't franchise, mm. Starbucks stores are all corporately owned, huh. whereas Arby's does franchise, so if you work for a franchisor that owns Arby's and that franchisor isn't really up to par, your experience working with that company could be less than less yeah, than stellar. So all depends so, on the franchisee. Yeah, which so they made a good point about the quality yeah. control. Yeah. So then he ends up And then you see that later yeah. on in the movie yeah, yeah, like shortly uh -huh. after because then Michael Keaton is like, okay, well let's let's actually try. And he convinces the, yes. the Mac brothers to um, to, you know, to, 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 you know, try to get these franchises mm -hmm. and, and he, you know, talks to some of the people at his country club and, you know, they, you know, try to, you know, throw some money at, at this idea. And then you see some of the franchises having like, uh, corn on the cob. Yeah. They like sold, they sold three chicken. things. They had soft drinks, hamburgers and French fries. And then they, come, they and then he goes to the other places. Yeah. And they've got corn on the cob, fried chicken, biscuits and gravy, yeah. like all sorts of shit just added to the menu. And he's and like freaks out and they had lettuce on the burger. Oh, it's not supposed to be lettuce. Big, yeah. And there were three pickles instead of two. And but we skipped a, we skipped a part, which I oh. thought was, was very interesting. And it was one of my favorite parts. Actually, oh, okay. I'm sorry. Is when, um, when Ray Crocker takes the, the McDonald's brothers out, um, and they, they go over the, the speedy system, uh, right, right, the, right, right, which, which is like the foundation now of like, I like, didn't know there was a name for that. The speedy. Yeah. Like, yeah. So basically, yeah. So what they did basically is, um, they took the concept of an assembly line yeah. and they applied it to this this restaurant they turned yeah. it into uh like an industrial assembly line version um and the way that they came up with it was really interesting because yeah. they uh were trying to figure out the layout of the the store on the ground with chalk and then on, they on kept erasing court. yeah they kept erasing it and redoing yeah. it yeah which i thought was very uh, you know, really interesting cool. and i was even saying to you at the time you know I mean, sometimes it takes such a kind of daffy you know, kind of stupid idea to yeah. be so brilliant. Yeah. And I mean, really, I mean, it's a cliche to say, think outside of the box, hmm. but I mean, if you do have that kind of, there's no limitations and, oh, you know, that can't be done mentality. Yeah. If you throw that out the window, so many things can be done. Because yeah. remember they were saying they wanted to relocate but they couldn't because there was that overpass. Yeah, that, so they couldn't you know, move the. They were literally yeah. moving the physical building instead of building a new one. And, and they had to like cut it in half. Saw the building like, in half. And then they did it. And, and you know, it's just it's that weird kind of like subtle genius. Yeah. That you know makes this thing. And so an assembly line for fast food. That's that's what made it happen. The food and, was fast. Yeah. And, it was, and boom, you got fast, fast food. And yep. you know we were able to do it. But yeah, so that's how they invented the fast food industry. Yeah. So. 
But then um, it, it goes a little south. It went south because Ray, Ray Crocker, Crocker got a little too fucking uh, greedy. A little greedy. And he was jealous that he didn't come up with the idea because it's just yeah. so sim- It seems so simple and oh. obvious, but it was so revolutionary at the time. I mean, you could tell he was just jealous that he didn't think of it first, you know? Yeah. Um, and so he. Uh, there was uh, that logical fallacy. It's like, you know, oh, once you now realize it or once you now know it, you're like, oh, it's so simple. Oh, yeah, whatever, yeah. You know? Like confirmation bias. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah, like you see a good piece or of artwork. Twenty twenty or something. Yeah, yeah. she's like, oh, I could have done that. Yeah, like, well, you didn't. Yeah, exactly. And you didn't come up with it. Yeah. Now that you're seeing it, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah exactly. But. So, so yeah, so he, so it goes south. So he's going crazy off the chains, opening up all these shops out in the Midwest, and um, and then he wants to make changes to the menu. So they're they're he's, he realizes he's not making enough money, yeah. even though he's got all these franchises. And he tries to renegotiate his contract for more money. They won't let him. Mm-hmm. And um, and so then he's trying to find ways to cut corners in order to cut costs. And one way was to um, to basically get rid of the walk-in freezer that they were storing the ice. So they had ice cream yeah. for milkshakes and a walk-in freezer that was using a lot of electricity. So one, so his franchisees come to him and say, hey, well, we have this idea to save electricity. And Instamix. It, yep, Instamix, powdered milkshakes, which like, ugh. Oh yeah, my god! Yeah, yeah. Ew, well, gross. So, which um, the movie was happy to report they don't do that anymore. Yeah, so McDonald's right. uses real ice cream for the milkshakes again, yeah. which I think they've been doing that for yeah, at least since the eighties. So, um, so yeah, so Instamix, and then um, you know, of course, they said no. The McDonald brothers said no, you can't change it. And then Ray Kroc just decides, you know what? I'm just gonna do it anyway. Well, now let me let me interject on this sure. synopsis right now because. Maybe I'm at times can be an overly ambitious person. You know, I want everything now and I want, you know, sometimes total control over some things. And I think that sometimes, you know, for better or worse, because sometimes it can be a flaw and a quality. But I almost found myself at times, regardless of how, you know, black and white and transparent it was of Ray Crocker being the antagonist and being the bad guy. Mm-hmm. There were at times where I almost was kind of siding with him. Oh yeah. And you know, although the integrity was with the the Mac brothers and everything like that, you kind of almost wanted to shake them by the head and be like, dude, oh. let's get this moving. Like Absolutely. Ray Crocker has some of these like, good ideas. Let's get this thing growing. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing is like later on, you know, they, they said, you know, one of the brothers said, you know, like, what's the difference or whatever. Like, basically, like, the brothers, the McDonald brothers, didn't have the drive to make mm-hmm. it big. Whereas yeah. Ray Kroc saw that this could be big and he had huge. the drive to make it huge. And yeah. that required progress and change, which meant that, like, which was something that the McDonald brothers just didn't want to do and didn't have the drive to do. And yeah. so... Like even um, the Coca-Cola thing. I yeah. Mean, he was like, he's like, you know, the, the crass commercialism of, you know, putting Coca-Cola, yeah. you know, as a yeah. sponsor. Or yeah, like exactly. That. And now McDonald's has been partnered with Coca-Cola. Oh, Coca-Cola. Where, I mean, yeah. Like they go together hand in hand. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, Coke right. with McDonald's. So, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, I agree. But his, um, but basically what ended up happening uh, that makes him such an antagonist, because at first you are, you agree with them a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But then basically what ends up happening is he basically fucks them over. And oh, that's yeah. when you're like, oh, you're not the protagonist yeah. Yeah, story right. i see this now because at first yeah. like you there's are that, siding with them you're like there's that arch that, yeah it know, is definitely like it's a golden arch yeah. <laughs> of his character yeah right so like yeah basically like once um you know a certain turning point happens then you're like oh shit you aren't the good guy in this yeah. one you know he because, starts kind of fooling around yeah. on his wife and then like, yeah you know, he, he gets a little over ambitious yeah like, so yeah so he's yeah he's and just, so what's the big turning point with yes. that is so is he, he meets, meets 
forget his name. But Somebody. Yeah. <laughs> he meets this business. BJ man. Novak. Um, yeah, BJ Novak, who says, um, who says, well, you like you don't, you don't know realize, what business. You're yeah, in. you don't realize what business you're in. And he goes, well, I'm, you know, I'm in the restaurant business. And he says, no, you're in the real estate business. Yeah. And so this was a another revolutionary idea that was not oh. wasn't Ray Kroc's idea, yeah, yeah. but he still made a bunch of money off of. But um, it was a revolutionary idea, which is again another thing that they do in the restaurant industry now. Mm. And that was he bought the plots of land that the. Um, that the franchises were located on. And he would so lease that them he out to these, yeah. you know, franchises. Yes, yeah, so while McDonald, while the McDonald brothers were getting the royalties of having the McDonald's franchise. Uh, the food and the actual services yes. and products. Uh -huh. You know, Ray Crocker spun off He this. was getting all the money by getting, by basically charging rent. Yeah, yeah. yeah and that so. was like this huge turning point. And then finally, basically what ended up happening with that was that he had enough money to just buy them out. Yeah. Um, but he wouldn't have made that money without doing the, the, the land real estate, thing you yeah know, so off that company you yeah know. yeah so that was um that, that was just kind of a brilliant move and mm -hmm. uh, you know it was kind of dropped on him you know i'm not sure if that's really how that happened because in the movie yeah it's kind of weird kind of like movie. overheard him at the bank or something yeah like that. yeah so yeah but so to make a long story short he he ends up from leasing he ends up having enough money to just buy the brothers out and he just gives them a blank check yeah and says hey how much you know and and he, wasn't it for like you know like 10 million or something like uh, that no like, it was 2.7 million dollars so he bought him out for 2.7 million dollars like um, in the 60s or something was like that. a lot yeah. yeah and uh and then he um he Which, did a handshake deal because they also wanted to settle for one percent royalties one percent royalties per year and he said well i'm not signing a contract for that but we'll just do a handshake deal handshake. which he uh which why would you do that he renegade on yeah he didn't he never they never got that yeah. they never got the the one percent so um which is crazy yeah and, um, and you feel so bad because yeah then they the, invented it yeah. yeah and then at at the very end which was such a you know insult to injury oh yeah they couldn't the the mac brothers couldn't their original stand in san bernardino the original mcdonald's couldn't even call themselves mcdonald's anymore yeah because, because he bought the rights to the name yeah out, so, so. And, yep. um, um, so that's the story, but yeah, so the thing with BJ Novak with the real estate, that was like my one big criticism was okay. it was a very lazily written scene. Yeah. So basically, Overheard and I feel like there's a way that they could have done it or like, I kind of see what they were going for. Like they have BJ Novak come in and be like this badass genius. It's like, well, here's what you have to do. Da, yeah. da, 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 da. But what it ended up being was like deus ex machina and BJ <laughs> Novak comes in and is like, yeah. this is the solution to the story. And then yeah. he like lays out for like what like a five whole minutes he just monologues yeah right. in like this flat voice about like what the solution like is type thing, yeah and know? it was just really very like it was like patronizing almost like uh -huh. to the audience like he was just explaining it detail for detail to the audience as though the concept was so difficult to understand mm -hmm. that there was no way for them to explain it in the film yeah. without having this character just say yeah. what was going on yeah, you know it was like mean, really it's one weird of those, like show don't tell like, yeah they, just, they told just, instead of showing us yeah it right at you. yeah it was weird um, so but know. And I mean, maybe even, I mean, maybe have that monologue, but break it up with like, mm -hmm. kind of like a visual, like, you know, explanation of like, like a montage or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know. It was just like, it was the only part in the movie where I was just like, wait, what the fuck is happening right yeah. now? Like, I, I was just like, what is going on? Yeah. It was very heavy handed. It but, was. So. Uh, but yeah. But oh, no, so another thing that we forgot to mention uh -huh. is that one of the first franchisees by the original Mac Brothers 
was in Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, yeah. Our turf. Yeah, right on Indian School in Central. Central, which is literally like five minutes down the road from where I live. Yeah, so we need to go figure that out because it is not there anymore. It's like a park. It was, so there was a picture. Yeah, it's a park. So there was a picture um, of it in the movie, and I'm sure you can look this up too, of the original like way that the building looked with these like golden neon arches, and it's just like a really retro 50s looking vibe. And it was like um, it was like one of like three or four like yeah uh, they tried there weren't out. many models like that yeah, yeah. so um, so yeah and and it was in Phoenix Arizona it was the very first one Indian School and Central Road so yeah. um, but if you go there now it's like there's like a park on one corner isn't that actually the VA uh, medical center too. Oh, that's um, Third Street and okay. Third Street and Indian School. Yeah, so, okay. so there's a park on on that intersection. There's North a park. East. There's a a business West. building or whatever, uh-huh. an office building, and then there's a uh, oh my god, it's like I think it's just a parking lot, like and okay. then like a just a dirt lot with a billboard. Like there is huh. no McDonald's there, and so we yeah. were gonna go and search for like a secret commemorative plaque or something. Yeah. So I guess maybe that we'll give you cool. we'll give you uh, listeners an update on that. Yeah. We'll, we'll post that out. if we do find it. <laughs> yeah. That would be so cool. It would be cool. Yeah. yeah I don't you know. Gotta I gotta have something. I just think it's neat. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because, like, there is a McDonald's over there. Um, it's down on, like, Van Buren and Grand Ave. It's, yeah, like, a few it miles away. Little, it's kind of a shitty one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, so uh, that was that was cool. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, so, yeah. So, what else? Yeah, I don't know. It was, it was good. I love um, And another thing is that, I, and I, if for whatever reason, a lot of people think that this is kind of lazy or stupid to do this but uh-huh. at the end of these like kind of based off a true story oh they yeah give you, like you know i like that i like that because too what i'm doing is as soon as the movie ends i whip out my phone and i go on wikipedia and i read all and they kind of do it for you and, and yeah, you see so. you know you actually see that michael keaton did a pretty good job because ray crocker he did kind of have this kind of like you know weaselly kind of oh he's kind of talk yeah. like this yeah, yeah. it's ray crocker he talked yeah um but and they and show a little clip of you him. say a little clip of him yeah. and and almost like quoting some of the dialogue yeah. in the movie yeah and he's like wow michael keaton um and uh, michael keaton has a bit of a lisp if you've noticed Does he? He has no i haven't noticed yeah with, with birdman and this being michael keaton month um, <laughs> yeah really <laughs> but but yeah it's, it, but anyway and then yeah you, you see <laughs> You know, just I think they were they were saying that the royalties were would be like a hundred million dollar every a year. year. Yeah, and I mean they, they never they saw a penny on it, I mean, which is geez. crazy. I mean, um, terrible. Yeah, really. Well, yeah. So they, um, gosh, what else? There's something else I had. Oh, it was just really weird to watch it because, well, first of all, they went into the restaurant operations side of things, which was really fun, which yeah. is what I liked. Yeah. Um, and and showing how they designed this concept and everything, which I just thought was so. I just think that's so interesting. Um, and then what, what was weird or like a little bit surreal for me to watch is that like all of these, like these men, these like franchisee men that like own these buildings and stuff. And like the way Ray Kroc was and stuff reminds me of like every single, like, district manager or franchise owner of a really? fast food restaurant that I've ever met. Oh, it's wow. like, it's like this one guy, Ray Kroc, like spawned this like trope <laughs> of men that exist in the world oh, today. Wow. And it's always, I mean, and I guess the women are like that too, but I just feel like I've always met, like I always meet these like 
franchise owners or restaurant owners that just act like that and yeah. it's just like so it was like surreal really? i was like i've met you before yeah like six times they always like, was like micromanaging yeah they're always like always the like same and they wear like those like man yeah <laughs> middle-aged white man a little a little bit heavier set which yeah. you know whatever and he's always got like a button-down shirt that is short sleeved <laughs> short sleeve button-down shirt so whether that's like Hawaiian or it's like a bowling yeah, shirt bowling or something shirt. yeah and then it's tucked in with a belt and slacks like yeah. literally and then like the same like micromanaging like very concerned about quality and the bottom line and yeah. like but also kind of like you need to work really hard like his his pitch about the the milkshake machines was well, why do you need oh you, you're thinking now you have one spindle and that's doing you just fine why would you need five well oh. think if you could get you know, you have a lot of milkshakes and you can get the milkshakes out faster, you're going to start selling more yeah. milkshakes. Well, that's like that like line of thinking yeah. is like so quintessentially fast food. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's like, like yeah, prepare to sell more, more sell and you'll more. sell more. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, it was just like, so like, I just thought it was funny. They really captured that, yeah. like that kind of attitude and, and like is, the origin of it almost. It, it was weird. It's such a big industry. I mean, I mean, obviously yeah. I mean, not just the restaurant, you know, or like, you know, however you want to phrase it, you know, mm -hmm. hospitality, but mm -hmm. like very specifically the fast, fast food. food. Yeah. It's called industry. QSR quick service restaurant. Okay, so, right. so, so when you say fast food, people think of, um, like drive throughs right? Yeah. Like Taco Bell, Burger King, Arby's, right. McDonald's. Um, but it's kind of a little bit expanded, um, to places like Subway, Quiznos, mm -hmm. um, um, yeah. you know, Chipotle, like fast, you know, it's yeah. fast, but you wouldn't call those places fast food, no, yeah. you know? So it's, it's called a QSR restaurant, a quick service restaurant, which, huh. um, there's a, there's like a fucking quarterly magazine that goes out <laughs> called QSR magazine. Oh, it's like wow. this huge industry. So, um, because, I mean, it's, it, yeah, it's just, yeah. And, and it all because, spawned from these two guys. And, and it's smart because I mean, everybody needs to eat. And yeah. they were even touching that, like in the great depression yeah. is that these were the only businesses that were doing well is like, like these like hot dog stands and yeah. hamburger stands. Yeah. Because, People need to eat yep. cheap food, you yeah. know, and, and you can do it. It's, it's not like a brand. I mean, like you can go to China and put a McDonald's in China and there's really no like barriers that you need to cross. I mean, people like kind of this fast kind of salty, yeah. greasy food yeah. and everything like that. And like, you know, these, and these are big, I mean, you look at, you know, the financial side of this, like McDonald's, yeah. the market cap is like 200 billion, yeah. you know, yum, which I think is like the, the second down that like manages like. Pizza, Taco Bell, Jack in the Box, or, oh. or something like that, or, or, or KFC, or some shit like that, and, and they, uh, you know, they're, they're big in China, you know, too. Is I mean, that's huge. I mean, yeah, uh, it's these, a they're, they're very big, billion yeah. dollar industry, multi billion dollar yeah. industry. It's it's just insane. Yeah. I don't know. That's just yeah. So it was really interesting to me to, to see. And all it all that. started with McDonald's. Yeah, there, there exactly. Was, there was like, nothing before that's McDonald's. That's what's so crazy I mean, about it is that yeah, Burger King, yeah, yeah like Whataburger or something like that I mean, yeah that. like these two guys like created this whole concept of the yeah. assembly line style of food all the food is exactly every single fucking burger gets two pickles that's it yeah. and you know what we know how much it costs to make every single burger because yeah. every burger gets two pickles one ounce of you know onions uh, -huh. uh you know a patty that weighs 3.4 ounces and so we know that it's going to cost this much and that's how we do our finance and how you know appealing. it's just like so like you little know, down boxes to the tea. Yeah. yeah and how appealing is that to an investor or yes. a franchisee yeah. that, that that was like oh wow this is the math is just ironclad yeah. and, and this is this is yeah. what we can expect and almost yeah. not not even expect but like no to like they they get. designed special uh dispensers for their ketchup and mustard that does five yeah, little it dots little thing, it was yeah. a handmade dispenser that does five little dots of ketchup and five little dots of mustard just one little quick press well from that 
they know you're going to get a half ounce of, uh, you know, or whatever. I'm just making a number, but a half ounce of ketchup on every single burger so, is going to have that yeah. much. So we know if we sell 15 burgers every day, then, be this yeah, exactly. it's just like, oh my God, yeah. it's just so crazy. Like, like the profit and losses yeah. charts will not fluctuate. Yeah, very, exactly. Like you know. as long as you sell this much, you know that you'll need this much ketchup so you can order this much every single week and, yeah. you know, and this is how much profit you'll make. And, yeah. um, whereas, you know, at, at, you know, poorly run restaurants, for instance, or places where their their costs are out of control, it's not like that. Uh-huh. And, and I've seen that too. I've worked in all sorts of different restaurants. Um, you know, you there's places where, um, you know, it is poorly run, and, and it's like, oh, well, how much? You know, how much ketchup? Oh, you just you would just put some ketchup on. Yeah. Like okay, but how measured. how much? Yeah, you know, like how like there's tools. They make tools for this. Right. You know, or like yeah. oh, like how much? Um, you know, onions. Oh, you just grab some onions and sprinkle it on. Like, okay, okay well, like with my hand, I just grab onions with my hand. I don't measure it. I just grab onions. So every time someone orders this know, taco, it's going to have a different amount of onions on it. And it's going to taste different every yeah. single time somebody comes like, in. And, it's just like a variation. And a pinch of onions for me is going to be different than a pinch of onions for, for you. Else. Our hands yeah. are different, you yeah. know? Like, so yeah, it's just, well, guys, just crazy. <laughs> stay, stay tuned to our spinoff podcast yeah, about I know. restaurants. About restaurants. I could go on forever. This is uh, less oh. about movies. I know. Now. I'm sorry. This is why I wanted to watch it. Restaurant podcast. <laughs> yeah, um. that was a weird digression. <laughs> oh, poor Sicky. Oh, I got the um, black lung. But yeah. All but right. yeah, I know. I'm just, I, I, yeah, I, you know, 10 you years in the restaurant about, industry and I nerd out about it because I know. So, wow. I know I, so much. <laughs> see, I was thinking that you were going to pick Marie Antoinette because of the fashion and everything like that. But you, yeah, you seem to really enjoy this <laughs> this one. Um, I just realized how long I went on about. Well, we both did. We profit both, and like, loss and food costs. Went over just like restaurants, but yeah. <laughs> wow. It's more of a less cinematic education. Yeah, whoops. Restaurant, you know, profit and loss oh, education. Good call but, there. But hey, it's about the movie. It's 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 mm-hmm. on topic. Well, that's why I like the movie. There you go. Because I like restaurants. <laughs> okay, good. All right. So, well, what else about the movie did you actually what else like? About because, the actual movie. Because again, it was very simple and very. You know, kind of, you know, I just like, you know, and, and you see this a lot, a lot of movies and I almost compare it to like, not so much The Aviator by Martin Scorsese, but you know, it's one of those movies that you can see progression throughout the years and like see how people develop. And yeah. you saw how Ray Crocker, Ray Kroc, uh, you know, developed as a character because he started off as a very, uh, you know, kind of timid um, uh, you know, person, and he was almost kind of shot down a lot yeah, of times, and, yeah. you know, he was always kind of beaten down, and just kind of, that, that, that chipped away at his self-esteem, and then he, once, once he saw something, you know, then, then he was able to, like, really latch onto it, and even when he was talking to his wife, you know, his wife was saying how he was supporting him through all his schemes, yeah, and draining schemes, the savings yeah, account, yeah. and everything like that, and, you know, he, he, he was, I mean, he was probably, like, 50 years old when he, when he, you know, uh, saw this thing, and he, you know, maybe it takes that long in your life to really find this thing. And what I really liked about the end scene of it was mm-hmm. when he was talking about the name of McDonald's. Yeah. Because there were so many, I'm sure, back then that were like, you know, oh, Burger Mania. Yeah. Or something like that. Or like, you know, ah, burger, Happy Burger or something yeah. like that. And and people didn't like that, but it was just McDonald's. You know, I mean, it's, it's such a stupid, like, term, but what he used was McDonald's is America. Yeah, you know, it and he sounded said it's, it's like wholesome. America. Yeah. It sounded like family. It yeah. sounded, and it's very true. It's I mean, yeah. maybe it's because we just grew up with it, and it's been just like implanted in our heads. But that was his vision, but and that, that was, and it worked. Was very true. I yeah, mean, it, like, it, it, you know, so I mean, sometimes yeah. you got to find that 
you know, one distinct element or aspect that will stand out and, and bam, there it is. Well, I just thought it was a really, like, just the whole story is just so clever. Like, Ray Kroc was really clever and the McDonald brothers were really clever for coming up with what they did, you know? And so it was really fun to see that laid out. And, um, I guess what I, what I enjoyed about the storytelling aspect of it is like, um, we kind of touched on it earlier, just that, um, you know, you don't really realize that Ray Kroc is like the bad guy mm-hmm. until like halfway through the movie when that turning point happens yeah. and he's talking to the McDonald brothers and he's like, you know, they're like, well, you can't, you have to do this. And he goes, nah, nah. I'm not gonna. <laughs> you know, what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, so he just like, yeah. you know, he just kind of turns into the bad guy and then you're like, oh shit. Like yeah. I just wanted this poor sad traveling salesman to succeed. And, and now, now he way... he's just like out of control. So and then when he I asked his that. wife for a divorce, it was so just oh, like, God, yeah. she was like, pass the salt. And he's like, I want a divorce. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. That was, <laughs> that was like, like, oh my God. God. I know. Yeah. Oh Lord Dern. Yep, yep, She's yep. making a comeback. So, yeah. I um, don't know. Is she was she... in the new Star Wars, and she was in Big Little Liars. Oh, okay. That was, that was a good TV show. You should watch that. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, cool. Yeah, all so right. what else did I like from the movie? I don't know. I liked all the cars. <laughs> that's really very, weird, but it was like... But, it, no, it was that's like a good this, point, yeah. because it was very, like, cause, I mean, you had the the, the, <laughs> the the clothing, the style, the clothes, even, like, the... Like, it was set in the 50s, so... Even, like, the all shucks, kind of like, you yeah. know, the, the, the lingo that they would use in the 50s, it was, yeah. it was captured. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. I'm a car, I'm a, I'm a card-carrying Republican. Yeah, whatever, oh my you know, God. But, um, yeah, well, yeah, it was just kind of fun to see all the period. I liked period stuff because it's just fun to see that. Like, it was funny because, like, the McDonald brothers drove, like, an orange car, which, like... a nice car. Like, people don't drive... I mean, I guess nowadays you see orange cars, but I know that for, like, a while there, like, you don't drive an orange car. Like, and, or, like, you know, these, like, teal hot rods. Like, Uh no one drives a teal car, but everything was just so bright and colorful back then. And so that was really fun to see. And all these women with their bright red lipstick on, you know, and they're, like, pretty, like, like, a like dresses, shirts with the yeah. dresses and uh, everything like that. Yeah, hey, so I'm sorry. True. There was a quote or, or, or a line in the movie that was were blue jeans associated with like you know hooligans and like gangsters back then because they were like yeah some drive-ins uh, bring in the wrong crowds mostly teenagers with blue jeans and I didn't know that was a thing like blue jeans um, were like. Uh, well, like, that makes sense if you think about it, because, like, people who wore jeans, like, back then, and sometimes now, were, like, working class yeah. people, and, so like, like white-collar, everyone you know, always, like, instead of like yeah, like, fat, like, frowns on, like, working class folks, and so, like, the teenagers, maybe, like, yeah. so maybe blue jeans, like, I didn't know that, and you did have, like, maybe they would be, like, seen as, like, a like a slobby type of thing yeah. like oh you're dirty blue jeans you can't even be bothered to dress nice to go out to eat or and something. i guess like james dean did rep that like you know rebel without a cause that's you true. know tucked yeah, in that's the blue true. jeans yeah. and so but so, um, um, no yeah. i didn't know that was a thing a good good catch oh, on yeah. that yeah that's weird i had seen so. this movie a number of times so <laughs> but it's, it's so funny how like you know there are people that are just like oh i've already seen that movie and they won't. They refuse to watch a, a, a second time, and yeah. once is enough for them. Yeah. And I'm like, if it's a good movie, it's an hour and a half to two hours long. Usually, on average, these movies, like there is so much there, especially if yeah. it's a good movie. Yeah. You know, there's so much there, and even when I'm watching a movie for the twentieth time, yeah, I pick up on things that I haven't seen. That's what's fun about it. And I guarantee yeah. people who see it just once do not retain or pick up on everything that they can. That's true. And so it's it's very good to, 
you know, this is probably like the 10th time I've seen this movie, which is weird. Um, but, you know, I pick up on things that, you know, I'm sure if you watched it again, you mm-hmm. would, you know, be like, huh. And so it's well, just... I would watch it again. Hey, there you go. Wow. So. All right. Um, well, should we move into our ratings? <laughs> how many Happy Meals would you give this yeah, movie? Yeah, <laughs> let's do Happy Meals. <laughs> All right. Um, how many it. Happy Meals? You know what? Honestly, it's just like a 10 out of 10 Happy Meals. Whoa, what? Yeah, no, I really liked it. Okay. Um, yeah, I t- I'm, a, I'm a nerd about restaurants, so anything that gets into like the history of that kind of stuff, like... Well... Um, yeah, no, I like it. I like it. I'm not sure if I'd go so far as to give it 10 out of 10 Happy Meals, but, um, uh, what? I said fair enough. Okay. Uh, but I mean, it's, I, I do like it. It's a very underrated movie. Uh, I, I feel like a lot of people don't know of it because I feel like a lot of people thought maybe it was boring or it was a movie about McDonald's. So like, yeah. they were about to see like a super size me or something like yeah. that. Or like the, the dozens of documentaries that just slammed the fast food industry. Yeah. Um, but I, again, I like Michael Keaton. I, I think he got robbed on Birdman. That's half the reason why I like Birdman so much. Uh, and I'm glad that he is really getting into a lot of good movies. He was in Spotlight, which was amazing. One best picture. You know, he was in the new Spider-Man. He's he's, he's, he's coming up, and I'm really glad about it. And uh, he was Ray Crocker, and he, and he really did a great job of this role. So I think really because of him, he did carry this movie. And uh, mm-hmm. really, if you if you had a bad actor, if you had like it wouldn't have been good. Any uh, like yeah. very uh, there's a lot of other actors that you could have put that would have just totally been terrible. If you yeah. like Kevin Costner in this in this like role, I mean, it, this movie would have been terrible. Yeah, um, he really yeah he really did give a really great so performance. I think because of Michael Keaton, I'd give it maybe like a you know eight point five Happy Meals out of ten. Nice, yeah. very nice. All right, all right. Well, Pretty I guess cool. that does it for Michael Keaton Month over here. Yeah, <laughs> which apparently is a thing now. So. Michael Keaton Month. January, Every January is month. Michael Keaton month. I guess it does it for so. our fast food podcast, too. Yeah, really. <laughs> podcast within podcast. I was like, in the middle of that, I was like, wait, is <laughs> this not... a movie podcast or is this a fast food podcast? Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was there with you. Yeah. I, was, I was geeking up with you, too. Oh, God. But, um, anyway. All right, guys. All right. Well, That's... as per usual, share the love. Give yep. us some likes and yep. shares. Like, rate, subscribe. Tell um, your friends. On the uh, on the social media that all the hooligans and blue jeans use. Show off your blue jeans. Show off your blue jeans on the social media apps on the internet. Oh my god. On the dial-up. <laughs> anyway. Alright, well, yeah, no, for sure. Like, rate, subscribe, set, tell everyone all about us. Boom. Yay. Alright, sign us off, Morgan. Alright, well, that is going to do it for us today, folks. As always, I have been your co-host, Morgan Spatola. I have been your co-host, Thomas Jernigan. Thank you so much for listening, and that's a wrap. Woo!